I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help, the advice podcast that doesn't know why it's an advice podcast. As always, I am your host, Matt Bronger. Um, I've got an amazing guest on, and this is one of those exciting ones, uh, Mighties, where uh, it's a person I've never met, so I get to make a new friend, which is awesome. And it's, it's cool of me to go ahead and assume we're going to be friends. Um, please welcome Laura Lee Abbey. Laura, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm, I'm great. Uh, I, I think I we're going to be friends. I think we're going to be friends. I'm with that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for validating me. <laughs> um, I will say I don't typically in, like introduce people in terms of their credits because I feel like people will just people just listen to the podcast and, you know, I have people on and la la la. Uh, but how would you describe yourself? Because off the top of my head, I was thinking writer, TV personality, mom. How would yeah. that sound that. to you or what what would be yours? I know it's hard. Um, yeah, I would say writer, mom. Ugh, I'm such. I hate when people describe themselves as a mom, but I'm such. I'm so into parenting. It's no, that's so, all I'm good. so in it. Yeah, and um, and hopefully successful podcaster soon. Yeah, that's right on. Yeah, you have. We'll talk about that. Uh, you have a thing coming out. Uh, it's called Seventeen. Yes. And what? Just what's the what's the deal with that podcast? So I am going back to my journals from my last year of high school and we have an actor who reads the journals and then I'm kind of taking you along with me for all the highs and lows of being a 17 year old girl in the early 2000s, which was an ugly time to be a young one. Wow. Yeah. And uh, just so people know a little bit about you, you have two kids, right? Two kids. And you are married to your ex sorority sister, right? Or still, I mean, does that ever go away? I don't I know. I think we're sisters for life. For life, as, as weird as that sounds. But so still, it's, it's awesome. I mean, that to me, that's that's like modern fairy tale-ish. I'm sure that's I mean, the thing. People... Join a sorority, find your best friends, find your spouse, like look no further. Yeah, I mean, it is that thing where you have to marry your best friend. Yeah. In the end, I feel like if you're going to make a marriage work kind of thing, yeah. like this person has to kind of become, I, I had a guy, an actor I worked with, uh, who, uh, he was a little tipsy, but he was just like, we were talking about best friends and friends. And he's like, who's your best friend? Like, really? And I'm like, my wife. And th this guy I should say is single and probably kind of always will be. And that's like his lifestyle. And he just went off on me like, Oh, fuck you, man. And I'm like, look, I know it, it, it's not, it's sticking with you in a bad way, but I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to be schmaltzy. This is not, yeah. I'm not on camera, man. You know, my wife does not see me saying this. This is the like, real truth. Yep. It's it. Yeah. I got married, you know, late, basically like my early forties and had a kid in my mid forties. And so it's like, I've come late to all this. So I've kind of learned late, perfect for my maturity level, I think, <laughs> but you know, it, it is that thing where I'm just like, yeah, if you're going to do it, it can't, you can't have that thing where uh, this person is an entity and it is my wife in the end. Like yeah. my, my wife and I, uh, I will stop monologuing, but my wife and I have this running joke where we're like, we're lovers, not friends. Like we say that to people like as a, cause it's not true, but it's fun to say. Yeah. And like, she gave me this watch for our, um, our, 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 as like a wedding gift. And on the inside, it says for my lover, not my friend. Oh, nice. so I always wonder if I die in an accident and they take the watch off and they're like, Jesus, there he is, is not this, friends with his wife. Who's this monster woman he married? You know, <laughs> but I imagine you probably get asked about that almost too much. Right. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's yeah. so it's such old. We've been together since we were 19 and I'm wow. almost 37 now. So it's such old news to us. But people are like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all it, it, it is all about a hook. No mm-hmm. matter yeah. how you want to view it. You're just like, all right, fine. Cool. If that opens the door so we can talk about my podcast. Yeah. We got the hook. That. We got yeah. the hook. I, I have to ask, you are in for people watching, because this will be on YouTube too. You you are at a, your, it's your fitness studio? It's my fitness studio. I just taught a class. That's why I have this hat on. I'm a sweaty lady. Amazing. Um, yeah. I love it. No, because I just did spin. I just did Peloton. I did a nice. boot camp class. Nice. So that's, that's, I get asked uh, a lot. I had my my old friend who I started com- comedy with, Kyle Kinane, on last two episodes. And he was talking about like, how did you, get fit because when I knew him when he lived we'd get lived together in LA during my scumbag period I was like probably like 240 I'm like 200 now yeah and I get asked like how did I get more in shape and it's literally classes Mm -hmm. if I didn't have classes it wouldn't I would never like have the discipline I feel that I feel the same yeah and I actually see a lot more guys now um on the spin bikes I feel like it used to just be like such a female thing and I'm like guys like this is a good fun workout it's hard yeah yeah, I tell people all the time. It's like who I used to see randomly. It's he's a friend who I just see randomly, especially because now he's he's like the biggest thing since sliced bread and comedy. But Burt Kreischer like loves spin class, like loves it, yeah. and he probably only does it to sweat out the beer. But hey, <laughs> like whatever, whatever, whatever works, you know, yeah. whatever blows your skirt up, as I like to say. It's <laughs> yeah. it's it is it is what it is. So when when does the podcast roll out? The podcast comes out on February 7th. We're going to drop the first two episodes that day. And then um, you get a new episode every week for a total of eight episodes. That's awesome. I love the idea. That, that really sounds fantastic. How did you choose the the actor to read? The- um, I didn't. The production oh. company did. And they would, okay. they would send me clips. And it's so hard because it's, their, it's playing you. So I would listen to these girls and I was like, I really can't be a part of this. You guys just have to choose. <laughs> yeah, I would do the same thing. I would certainly yeah. not choose. I just be yeah, like, I was like this guys, is terrible. Please, I, I can't. And kudos to you for having the, the, the guts, the sand to do that, to really just lay yourself bare. Yeah, like, it's one of those things you say yes to. And then as you're doing it, you're like, oh, am I allowed to say yeah you're like you're like oh fuck like this is gonna go out into the world and I Uh, just really laid it all out there but yeah I mean I have uh, a new special coming out later this year I don't know when but like um I I close by showing a really I I have a really uh, I'd say embarrassing but I don't care butt tattoo and I have someone from the audience read it, and that's my closer. Nice. And uh, it's it's one of those things where the way I look at it, it's like we are in. I don't want to say end times, but we're at a level of anxiety that's insane. You know, you can talk about uh, uh, global warming, climate change. We all seem to be at each other's necks. I'm just mm-hmm. like, does it? Should I be embarrassed? I don't care. I don't no. care. I mean, I'm worried about explaining it to my daughter someday because it does contain a curse word. But like. Uh, you know, in the end, it, I feel like if you put yourself out there like that, it's only going to be like good. It's almost right. like it's almost like male nudity in movies where it's just like, who cares? Who cares? Right. Like, <laughs> that's also if you're like a creator, a comic, a writer, like you are 
putting your shit out there for the world to see, even if, you know, usually I like, write, I send it in, somebody reads it on their own. So this for me to be so a part of your experience of this is so different for me, but yeah, I mean, that's what we're all doing in the end. And you kind of reach a certain age where you're like, yeah, do I care if that's out there? And then with just the whole way the world's going now, the answer is, nah, I don't. Yeah. It's I, you, you offering that reach out to, to someone else who might be helped by it. Even yes. by, you know, and that sounds very, you know, th- therapy-ish, but I do feel like it's like I'm, anytime I get pissed off about where my career is or my life or whatever, I'm like, yeah, but I make people happy in the end. Yeah. Someone laughing at my dumb, you know, for one of another term, dick joke or whatever, like, you know, will, it, it, it took a little weight off their shoulders. Great. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's yeah. so true too, because you also you know, you think about people who I'm a loud mouth. I put all my shit out into the world and not everybody feels comfortable doing it, but they will respond to that and appreciate that. Like, Oh, I, I did the same thing. I thought the same thing, or I feel the same and I'm just too afraid to say it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was struck by, I remember being in, in I went to see a movie called Mr. Holland's Opus in college, which they filmed at my high school. And I remember there's a, during one of the later scenes in the movie, and he's Mr. Holland's like old. And there were two boys holding hands walking around. And I remember I was watching it and I graduated high school in 92. And I was just like, you just didn't have that. There Mm -hmm. were kids who you had a feeling, you know, they might not be quote unquote straight, but it just wasn't spoken about. And I feel like once they got out of high school and went to college, then there's a little more, you know, uh, uh, room to not have to be an absolute, you know, daredevil, I'll say, when you come out and just be like, I don't care what you think. I'm ostracizing myself from probably at least 45% of you. Mm -hmm. You're going to look at me in a different way. And uh, I, but I'm going to sleep well at night because I'm just that strong kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm just going to go be me. Yeah. Right, right, right. Which I love that it's, it's still hard, obviously, but uh, it's, I would say it's much more of a climate of acceptance and the the tables have turned for most people in a good way where it's Absolutely. like, if you were to be that person who is still using the, the, the F word on someone, you know, the F a, not the F you, mm-hmm. um, you're not, you're ostracized, which you right. should be. Right. Um, but it, so that kind of made, I, I loved kind of seeing it and it, I didn't expect it and it kind of blew my mind and it was just a simple thing. They just put in there. Oh, let's just have two guys hold hands walk across, you know? Um, like, did, did you have that when you were, when you were, when you were younger, where you're just like, I'm going to tell people at some point, um, but just, I'm going to wait. No. So this is actually, I talk a lot about this on the podcast. I was oh, this cool. like boy, crazy teenage girl. And I even, so I graduated in 03. So this is 10 years after you. And it still just wasn't the norm. Like the movies Oh my God, the movies we were watching back then, they were just heteronormative, raunchy, like sexist, (laughs) mostly garbage. Uh, This is a dark time for pop culture. But yeah, that still wasn't the norm even when I was in high school. So I just don't think I even knew that was even a possibility, which seems so, you're like 2003, that's not that long ago. But I mean, it really is in terms of the progress we've made for, you know, like queer community, for instance, what we're talking about. And I didn't even, yeah. So I joined a sorority fell in love with my wife. And even then, like, I think of the turmoil I put myself through to tell people, I'm like, Oh my uh, God, that was so like, you were being so dramatic for, for yeah. what, but yeah. But that's the height of your drama. 
Right. Everyone's high, yeah. high school into college. You are so just exactly. You not only have everything figured out, uh, you, you feel an expert in all things, emotions and, <laughs> um, you know, it's just, and you're like, well, the, and you, everything is absolutes. It's all over now. Uh, uh -huh. there's, there's no hope for this. This is the only way. <laughs> and you get yep. 10 more years on yourself and you go, Oh my God, calm the fuck down. Right. Boy. Like, why was I so serious? Like nobody yeah. can. <laughs> no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's I when I look back at the way I was, yeah, it was, it was, Oh God, just so, so emotional. Everything was, was so severe and yep. things because yeah. just because I don't think you're ready for adulthood and having no. an adult heart and mind. Yeah. You yeah. Know. To me, you're still, especially men. I think men are basically still teens until they're probably 30 or 35. I think yeah. generally speaking, you know, yeah, and that's, that's generous too. That's yeah. to say. <laughs> for really most 35 year old men. I know. <laughs> oh no, for sure. I didn't have anything going, uh, getting to get, get it. I didn't get anything together until I was at least 40, you know, mm -hmm. generally speaking, generally yeah. speaking, you know, but nothing really caught fire for me in my career until I was 32, 33, which good. I mean, if I spent my twenties in Chicago, if I would have moved to LA in my twenties and got some success, this would probably be like a 12 step podcast. Right. Right. You yeah. Know, if I was alive at all. So. We also, you know, when we're young, we think like, oh, you're supposed to really, you think of 30 as like, oh, in my twenties, I need to be successful. I need to be all these things. And then you turn, you know, you enter your thirties and you're like, oh, I'm still actually pretty young and I don't have a lot figured out. And we just, that's not what we tell ourselves when we're young. You're supposed to get it together and be successful at 25. And it's not the truth for most people. No, no. And there are second chances. There are, you know, second acts in life. And, and, you know, you should be able to tell kids that, I mean, everything I ever uh, had that turned out good, I just gave it a shot and wasn't sure if it would work out. You know, I'm going to tell Rose to just try things, you know, within reason, but you know, if you're scared, <laughs> that's probably a good indicator. And like my wife and I are very different people. Are you and your wife? Similar, oh my God. We're different? so different. So okay. different. Yeah. Yeah. And you have two kids, right? We have two, one's five and one's almost two. And I mean, they're both boys and they're maniacs, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing with my five-year-old. Like just, mm -hmm. he was such a perfectionist from a young age. And I'm like, oh God, no. Cause I'm not a perfectionist. I'm like, just try it. It's okay. If you don't build it right. Or if your block castle comes out shitty, we can try <laughs> again. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. If yeah. things fall apart. Yeah, for sure. So wow. Two and five, God, you're in it. Mine is I'm in almost, it. Yeah. You're in it. My, mine is like one and a half right now mm. so she's a lot of fun but i think she's pretty advanced and that she's definitely getting into the terrible twos early yeah so oh she's about to just control your whole life if not already right pretty much pretty much yeah. can barely talk but i know exactly what she wants at any mm -hmm. given moment and mm -hmm. it's just like all right you need to relax because it's yeah there's, there's there's no awareness of boundaries whatsoever no of course no but, no yeah yeah but Hey, I mean, she's cute. So that, that you get away with a lot. With oh, that. my wife and I say that all the time. I'm like, you are so lucky you're cute because I would just get rid of you. <laughs> like they're, thank God they're cute. That's the reason they're cute is because mm -hmm. they're just mania. My kids are savages and they're yeah. just get me this, yeah. do this. I'm going to throw a tantrum for no reason. I'm like, do I not look exhausted to you? Like, <laughs> please just ease up. Yeah. yeah. That's why, I mean, 
Rose's Rose's daycare closed down uh, this week because of a COVID scare. And, you know, she's negative. We're all negative. But I've been on daddy duty. I was on daddy duty, uh, daycare duty all last week. And then now this week, too. So today we have a sitter and I'm just like, oh, my <sighs> God. I mean, it just feels so good. So yeah. good. I, no. uh, you know, we were going to do this podcast earlier this week, but uh, I realized we had a little bit of a scheduling conflict. But also I realized I'm trying to schedule this during her nap while my wife works. No, and she she could totally blow that for you. No, yeah. anytime I would. schedule something during nap time, he's like, "What nap? I don't I don't do that." No, I I'm not feeling it today, mom. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, you just you're screwed. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like we've gotten to know you some, which is awesome, uh, mighties. Listeners, be sure to check out uh, 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 Laura's new podcast, Seventeen. I'm going to. That sounds fascinating and uh, and great. Great pass the time uh, while you drive. Yes, material. that's that's yes. that's how I judge a podcast. I'm like, can I zone out? Can I not let traffic get to me? Yeah. Can I go someplace else? I love that. I, I love art that lets me see things through someone else's eyes, especially in a different time, which is yes. cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, let's go to the calls. But before we do, I always ask uh, guests, um, do you get asked for advice? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like right now, not so much because it's just me and all my other friends complaining about being parents during COVID, but, um, I feel like I've always been a pretty good advice giver. Like I'll still have friends who'd be like, oh yeah, I remember you once told me that thing. And I think about it all the time. And I'm like, me, what do you listen to my advice for myself, for myself? Not so much, but yes, I think other people ask me for advice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, we, I feel like we get all kinds and I like having people on here that are not professionals. Like no. I'm never going to have a therapist on here. I'm never going to have a doctor. What, what fun would that be? <laughs> no, I, I want, I want people that, uh, have had, uh, you know, actually public foibles. And I feel like you're perfect because that podcast will. It's one it big will, public foible. <laughs> it will be foible-licious. I yes. know just because of the age, like yeah. just because of the age. Um, okay. So you ready for the first call? I'm ready. Okay. I have not heard them. I don't listen to them. Renee listens to the calls and picks out a couple. So we'll do three and do that. That's okay. That's cool with you. Let's okay. Let's it. roll the first one. Let's see what we got. Hello. Thank you for uh, having this podcast. I've been a fan of yours for years. I've used the uh, terms Donnie Brook and Wildcatton in uh conversation. So thank you for introducing me to those terms. Um, so I just have sure. a, a request for advice, if I might. I just turned 40, and I guess it's because I'm, you know, halfway through my shit now. I'm having a midlife crisis, I guess. Um, so I've worked this <laughs> office job uh, for almost 10 years now, and I'm really, really good at it, if I might say so. But I hate it. It sucks. Um, so what I was thinking about doing was going to law school. I think I'd be really good at it. Um, and my parents and my sister and my college friends, my high school friends, uh, even some of my coworkers now think it's a great idea. They think I'd be good at it too. There's only one person who thinks it would be a bad idea, and that is my wife. Yes. Um, now I know a lot of people are probably oh. listening right now, thinking that, you know, oh, your wife doesn't like the idea. Well, fuck her. Get rid of her. But here's the thing about my wife. Um, she's my person. You know, I can't oh. live without her. So. I want her to be on board with this, um, but she's not. She thinks it might be a little too expensive. So what do I do? 
it's like I think I'd be really good at law school, but I can't do this without her. Love to hear what you think. Thanks. Oh, dude, thanks one. for the kind words. Uh, I'm gonna throw this to Laura to start, but let me just say, uh, you're confusing my audience with uh, much more toxic podcasts. Like, <laughs> no, there might be one or two. Uh, dudes, and I will say this, this is one of my biggest pet peeves now. If I post something about Rose online, there will inevitably be a dude who's like, or about how father has changed my life in a positive way. There'll be a guy who'd be like, I just can't imagine bringing a kid into the world when things are going the way they're going. It's like, yeah, but you don't have the option, Dave. You live in your mom's basement. Like what, talk about no stakes in the game. And also, okay, I feel you, but like Rose is here. What, the, what am I supposed to do now? Shut can't up. Can't undo that one. You can keep thoughts to yourself. Uh, <laughs> so to your point, caller, I literally think almost no one is like, hey, fuck your wife. It's like, obviously, this is someone you love. Like, don't, don't jump the gun and project. But I will throw this to you, Laura. What would your advice be? Oh, okay. There's so many layers to this. Um, and I, I want to give like two different kinds of advice here. But I mean, of course, it's your wife because she you want stability in your, in your lives, right? Like that's kind of where my wife and I are now. It's like, we have two small children. All we want is stability. If that means a boring job that pays the bills, that as I say, this as I'm like a creator, I'm not the one stuck doing that. Um, but yeah, I feel like so many people I know they're all, they're all like, yeah, my husband's been doing this now for 10, 15 years. And he's like, should I open a brewery? And I'm like, no, do you make good money? Do you go on vacations? Do you pay your mortgage on time? That's like an awesome thing to be able to do. So there's one side of me that's like, nope, just do this boring office job that you're really good at that is paying the bills. And that's maybe where the, where your wife is coming in. But, you know, as someone who has just been chasing my creative dreams and, you know, had the privilege of chasing my creative dreams because my wife's been supporting me most of our adult lives. It's hard to tell someone not, not to go for something that they believe in and that they think they would excel at. So I don't know, it might just be time to really like get your wife on board. How, how do we get wife on board? Um, Maybe there's night school. Maybe you keep your job until you get that degree. Um, just find options that it's not just like, I quit my job and I went to law school because that's kind of intense, right? To just. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I had the same thought. Night school, uh, you know, talk, sit down with your wife and just talk about how it's, it's, it's your dream and, and it's, it's going to really burn if you don't go for it. As anybody who is older than 35 or 40 knows, it really hurts to have not been able to try a thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's uh, neither here nor there with a lot of us. But I think it's it's very true in, in this caller's case where it is this thing where that feeling's not going to go away. And the fact that you said you hate your job, hate, so strong. Yeah. It, your, your job is so much of your time. I'm not saying quit it. I do. I'm 100%. Uh, with 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 Laura's point about night school as a compromise where, you know, you're piling stuff on yourself and you're not going to have as much time for your wife. But in the end, you're building a better life for the two of you because you're going to be much more emotionally and mentally happy. Right. I mean, you know, you didn't say my job annoys me. You said you hate it. Yeah. And kind of like you can't take that back. So. 
That know. is your job is so um, much of your adult life. So if it's, mm-hmm. yeah, if it would be different, if it's like, yeah, I like it, but like I could be a good lawyer, but yeah, you're right. You're right. That this word hate, yeah. like, that's a big deal to spend every day doing something you hate when there's something out there that you're like, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. It's fascinating. And that's to, to say like, I really, I mean, you don't, no one is just like, maybe I'll try lawyer, lawyering. Like it is the hardest, you know, test to pass. Obviously that's this guy's passion. Mm-hmm. Like he's really into the idea of it. And that's, that's, that's who I think should be a lawyer. Not someone who's like, did you hear how much that dude makes? You're like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like boo. So, yeah. okay. Well, I think uh, uh, we're both on board with that one. Hope that helps caller. And, um, and yeah, if anyone is angry at this guy's wife, don't be uh, to Laura's point. It is a thing where, you know, keeping the level of lifestyle in terms of just paying the bills on time and rent and all that stuff. It's a scary idea to be like at least half the income is going to go away while I, you know, spend even more of our income to go right. to the school. So I get I get where I get where the wife's coming from. I think it's just it's just communication. You guys just have to talk. So, yep. OK, so uh, caller number two. Solved that one. Did it. Boom. Hey, Matt. I'm trying to figure out a way to tell the girl I'm seeing that she's got the mustache mustache hair that I do not particularly appreciate. There's a good way to tell her that. Please let me know. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was, I mean, caller, you got right to the point. Yep. Right to the point. You didn't dance around it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I, I usually go, we take turns uh, taking the first punch or the first, uh, at this thing, but I'm going to throw this to you again, Laura. I really? Mean. Okay. Well, I'm actually, yes. I have a, I have a wife, so it's a totally different playing field. You know, you, this might be a good one for you yep. to answer because you, I, my wife and I are very much, I would just be like, yo, you got to shave your stash, you know, and sh- we just point shit out yep. on each other all the time. I don't know if it's a nice way to be, but um, a guy mm telling a female that might be a little, there might be some nuance there that, that you might be able to help with. Well, I, you know, look, I come from the land of uh, the non-shaven female leg. I grew up in mm. Portland. So, you know, there is, you know, it's a thing where some people just don't see the point, especially because like the grooming level that society expects of women is beyond I'm 47. I started moisturizing two years ago. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, but like, I, 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 so it's like, that's extreme case where your lady is like, I dig this thing. But here's my question. Does she say bleach that hair? Is that thing where she's kind of like, I don't like it, but I don't really do much about it kind of thing. I, my only real advice is like, don't come at it from a, a, a joking thing. Don't try to neg her and be like, hey, what's up with you having more of a mustache than me? <laughs> you want another drink or whatever? <laughs> yeah. You know, just say just just I don't know how to broach the subject, but I think it's just like, look, can we just talk about stuff? And, you know, I I wanted to, you have a little hair there, you know, what whatever it is. It's it's something that I'm sure she's probably sensitive about either sensitive about or she doesn't care right but you got to feel that out and you got to um just just talk to her about it and you know maybe start from the point of here are some changes i'm thinking of making with me 
Like I may be getting in better shape or I'm going to drink less or whatever. And then kind of maybe work your way to that rather than here's how you should change for our yeah. relationship. You know, <laughs> there's something you can do to improve my experience. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Don't, don't go uh, uh 1950s traditionalist mm-hmm. on her. Don't uh, yeah. Don't, don't be the guy not helping in the birthing room and just drink scotch <laughs> in the waiting area. I want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you and your wife should be that guy. Uh, I think I it's, know. I think it's earned, you know, I, know. I agree. Yeah. The, you, the thing too about a mustache is it's an easy fix. You know, it's not like you're, you're bringing up something that, you know, it sucks when someone points out something to you that you're like, I have zero power over, over this part of me. Right. So this, mm-hmm. but th- also as a female, I don't know if there's a way that it seems in, impossible that she doesn't know it. Like, yeah. as, that's like, my question. And that's the, that's my biggest uh, uh, problem with this show is sometimes it's like people don't give all the information, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fair. Uh, uh, I get it. You're going to leave something out for brevity's sake, but <laughs> you know, yeah, we're both sitting here going, wait, this, she has no idea that she Does has she not have a mirror. You yeah. Know? Seriously, seriously. And you know, I've had my ears waxed. I've had my nose hair waxed and honestly, it doesn't hurt. It just, it's a quick pull and it's done. It's, yeah. I think, you know, the, that's the chest hair scene in 40 year old virgin has scarred us men to think that it's, it's absolute hell and parts of your body. It is. Yeah. But, well, like, like know. a vagina. That's what women have to go through. Right. Yes. Yeah. The old Brazilian. The old mm-hmm. Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. I hear um, that is not fun. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's really not, but you know, you could, I don't know. This is probably a stupid idea. You could just get her a nice gift card to like a fancy waxing spot for Valentine's day is coming up. What's more romantic than waxing? I mean, call her. If you live in LA, there's a place called Stark. It's right there on sunset. That's yeah. where I've gone. Um, and actually I'm thinking about it. I should, I should go, I should go back pretty soon. Um, not that <laughs> get I'm those ears back. done, <laughs> but yeah, get my ear. It's yeah. It's like, you know, you pass 40, it becomes a forest as a mm. man. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, hope that helps. And, um, way to get to the point that was just like right away. Hey, yeah. my lady has a mustache. I don't like it. Go. Okay. Uh, so, uh, let's go to caller number three. Hey, Matt, this is Stacy from Gainesville, Florida. I just moved to a new townhouse, and I can't decide if I should make friends with my neighbors this time. I move a lot. I was an Air Force brat uh, for my entire childhood, so I'm used to moving around and making friends with people. I'm usually really gregarious. I love people, but I'm also a single mom with young kids, so I don't have a lot of opportunities to mingle with adults except for other parents on play dates. And you know that's a crapshoot as far as personality. I'm told I can be a little too enthusiastic and overwhelm people with my relentless positivity. I usually get really close to my neighbors if they're open to it, and that's been good and bad. It's great to have plenty of people keeping an eye out for all the kids and someone willing to help me sometimes, and it's even better if someone needs help from me. I live for that shit. I'm also always eager for grown-up conversation, but it's not awesome to get dragged into weird marriage drama, and for some reason, I'm like catnip to married men. Oof. Gotten to the point where I don't even make eye contact with married dudes or use their names. But they don't seem to care wow. if their attention is wanted or not. And when you live close together, it gets real awkward. So what do you think? Should I make friends with my neighbors this time or seek friendships further from home? Thanks. That was specific. This is a lifetime movie. Like this is a a, a Hallmark Christmas special. This She is has to keep so moving because all the men want her. I mean, that the addition at the end 
and it sounds sincere. Sounds like she's quote unquote a hot mama. Yeah. And there are bored husbands that are like, hey, what's up? Listen, you we both have, don't have a lot of time. Want a little dalliance, perhaps, in the stairwell? Um, wow. Wow. Um, geez. Okay, I took first on on uh, uh, last one um, okay. per your request. And I think we're just both going to chime in together on this one because this is as this is the last call. But this is Renee. Well done. This yeah. is a perfect third call because yeah. there's a lot to unpack here. And mm, it all is, seems we're going to have fun. to peel this onion. Yeah, I like this onion. I like yeah. it a lot. So your your let's let's just go with your initial thoughts as you listen to this call. I am not like uh, I think I'm a super friendly person, but it turns out that like I moved into my house a few years ago and I I'm not I don't really I you know, when I used to live in an apartment, like didn't chat with the neighbors like I don't know. I just do my own thing and keep to myself and my friends are who they are. But if you're in a new place and you don't have people oh god i don't know i don't this no, sounds i i do I, I will i will say this to and i'm gonna let you i'll let we'll we'll just keep going together but just to chime in it's not about making friends it's a i think it's just about saying hey i live here now these are my kids my name is so and so and uh just want to say hi yeah. you don't have to be friends but right. i think you it, it is imperative that you at least know your neighbors i'm lucky because i live in a cul-de-sac where when my wife and I bought the house and got to know our neighbors, they were like, oh, thank God you guys are, are, are nice people and, and normal because we'd actually thought about buying that house collectively so that, you know, some douchebag wouldn't move in and annoy us because it's like everybody knows each other. Yeah. I, my, my, my neighbor, Crystal, uh, yesterday texted all of us and was like, hey, I have too many lemons from my tree. Anyone want lemons? And so we all came over one by one and grabbed a bag of lemons. So. Mm -hmm. But that, that's that's an ideal situation. But I think yeah, you're living the neighbor the sake, dream. Yes, just for the sake of emergency, where uh, you know, God forbid, one of your kids is hurt or whatever, I have to take this kid to the hospital. Can you watch my other kid? You know, mm -hmm. where it's like if one of my neighbors said that, I'd be like, yeah, bring him over. Right. You know, um, even if I wasn't tight with them, I'd be like, absolutely, I'm your neighbor. That's what neighbors do. So yes. you just need just just a, just a high. You don't need to bring brownies, but yeah. Right. So well, they should be bringing her brownies, right? Yeah, she just moved in. But yeah, That's so true. when they deliver those brownies, you know, you mm. could do that quick intro that Matt suggested, but then also be like, "And I don't date married men, men that live within <laughs> a quarter mile of my location." Just gonna throw that out there. I mean, you get a laugh, even if you're sincere. <laughs> that would be such an incredible thing right. to just I. You know, I, I, I'm a I'm a touring comic and like, you know, and I'm by myself in hotels. I always think of the weirdest thing I could possibly do. And one of my old things, the stuff that you think of that you'll never share that you just laugh to yourself because you're you're bored and and uh, free time is rampant. I was like, what if I just roam the halls wearing a robe with two glasses of wine, just knocking on doors and being like, oh, hi, like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Get away, get out of here. You know, just to, just to see the look on someone's face. The, the assumption, I'm going to have wine with you. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think if she was just like, I just, I don't, like if she's like, I don't date husbands, just so not to worry. I, yep. you know, I, think, I think most people wouldn't get it. So that's nope. a little strong, but I do. I mean, the fact that you said that is, is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you want to be, my neighbors are all like over 80. 
um, and they're great. And we chat and one of them, she brings flowers. She takes my five-year-old over to pick flowers from her garden and like, that's it. Amazing. You know, I don't need to be best friends with 80 year olds. So, but yeah, yeah, you want to be neighborly and you want to be nice. And if it turns out that you have neighbors, you know, like in your situation, if it turns out that you have neighbors that you're like, oh, I think we could actually be friends, then maybe you start to get a little friendlier and, and yeah. feel it out, suss it out, right? Suss it out. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, I had, when Rose turned one, I had a kind of a, I, well, we had like an outdoor barbecue and we invited some neighbors and you know, one set of neighbors came over and some didn't. And it's like, that's fine. I don't, we're not going to go on vacations together. Right. There's because we are next door and across the street, there's always going to be a, a natural boundary that I think all of us want. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, we're, we have a group text. One person I will say sometimes does send, send a little too many. Here's a funny <laughs> thing I saw, but at the same time, I don't care. Yeah. You know, well, there's always fine. that one person. But if we, it's always, always, but you know, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, my, I did like, cause there is one person that's, um, a little paranoid about, you know, strangers on the block and stuff. And there was a, <laughs> there was a dude just sit, he was sitting on a fire hydrant in a leather jacket, smoking a cigarette next to his motorcycle. And I was, and this person was like, I think he's looking for <laughs> like houses to rob. And I'm like, what is the most obvious bad boy? I've ever, he's, was he, you mean he's trying to get arrested? Like he's obvious, and he was waiting for another neighbor who, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But I just thought well, that was so funny just because he was smoking and had a, a, a bike next to him. I was like, are you kidding? So, um, yeah. <laughs> it is its own unintentional comedy for sure. But, yeah. okay, we covered the, the reach out and talk to your neighbors. Yes. Um, I, you know, you, you, you dipped a toe in. I think we got to talk about, what is the history? With yeah, her I would husband? like I would like some more info there. I, yes, I mean we we call her. I will say please call back and please explain why that's mm -hmm. a thing. But since we don't have that, let's go ahead and pontificate. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you know without judging, but what uh, has happened while this person has traveled? Because in my mind, I think it is she has gotten unwanted attention because as you know, and I do, guys think they're slick, but they're not. Correct. So uh, I think <laughs> she certainly had some guy who was dropping mega hints and in, in inviting his family over to her place or something and maybe being like, oh, my wife couldn't make it, uh, but I brought some nice champagne, whatever. Um, <laughs> This thing, well, you know, because it's just, it's almost like I've said this on the show before, but I always lament the fact that I can go to a bar alone and never be bothered. Right. Women yeah. can't. They really can't. And I'm sure there are men listening to this right now going, sure, they can. A couple can't. Nah, they will yeah. be hassled. There will be a guy who's like, are you waiting for someone? She's like, no. Guy's like, great, I'll sit here. And it's like, <laughs> no, I just want to have a drink by myself. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a, an adult human being, you know? <laughs> And it is, that is one of the last oasis is left for us as humans, just to have a quiet, doesn't have to be alcohol, but just to have a quiet cup of something and not talk to a living soul. Mm, so women, good. I would love that right now. It's so good. But women, <laughs> I mean, if I owned a bar, I would put a, a sign up that says, maybe she wants to be left alone, respected, <laughs> you know, because on that your thing. coasters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and only give that one to men. 
Yeah. Right, we're out of this one. We're out of the dickhead one. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I, I feel like she probably being a, a single woman, uh, you know, has been a bit of a target in some yeah. of these apartment buildings kind of definitely, thing. Definitely, definitely. So, you know, but, but I want to know, I want to know what are, what are your, what are your thoughts? I have one of my best friends. We always talk about this with her. She's, you know, smart, beautiful, professional, and she is a great listener and she's so friendly. And so women appreciate that, but men, they can't just see like a, an attractive, friendly woman who's giving them attention without like assuming that, oh, she wants to sleep with me right now. It's a green light. Yeah. Yeah. So she, and we, we joke about this because she gets this shit all the time. Men just always think she's like coming on to them because she's, she's literally just like listening to them or offering, yeah. you know, being a good friend or being like, let's get a drink just in this super casual way. And I'm like, I'm so sorry that this is the world we live in, but you can't just be friends with this guy because he doesn't get it. And it happens to her all the time. And so I'm thinking of her because I'm like, she was, you know, she, the caller three said that she is very friendly and she is so optimistic and positive. And so that kind of bubbly, you know, friendly personality <laughs> totally. And it sucks. Like that's a great personality to have, but it sucks that there's going to be men out there who are like, oh, okay, she's not just friendly. She wants me. Yeah. Yeah. She makes me feel special. She's listening yep. to me. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it, it is. It is unfortunate. Um, that 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 is that is the norm you know and it's like to your friend's credit i love that she's not you didn't say anything about your friend being like i should change my behavior <laughs> no i'm the one should. telling her to change <laughs> <laughs> and i i can dig that but i do th i do think it's like i i it's 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 not on her no you know, i love i love that about her you know mm -hmm. and it, it just sucks that this is the world we live in there's like a lot of men out there who just don't they don't get it. So unfortunately, yeah. you know, this caller has experienced those men, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen here again. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do, I do love like vibrant conversations with women. Uh, I always have, I mean, my, my wife makes fun of me. She's always like, yeah, well you love lesbians. And it's like, okay, I've just had a lot of lesbian friends even growing up where it's like sex is not in the way. You so get to be friends with no pressure, right? Yes, there's nothing. There isn't that that ever hovering cloud when you're uh, you're a heterosexual man or woman talking to the opposite sex that it will never not exist. Mm -hmm. Even as a friend, it'll always exist. It's one of those things. Absolutely. It is, even if it's a, it's a distant, impossible impossibility, there's still it's just that thing that's mm -hmm. just around, you know. Yep. And it's with 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 lesbians, it's gone. And I always like that freedom kind of thing. And I feel like you know everyone should feel that freedom and err on the side of that freedom, you yeah. know? So I, <laughs> I, I cannot, I don't know. Anytime I think of what, how her phrase, her phrasing was so good about like, I just, I don't sleep with husbands or whatever thing. You're just like, <laughs> what? And part of me was just like, yeah, who asked? I'm sorry. Wait, the whole, that came out of nowhere. That came of out thing. of nowhere. So yeah, that, that kind of, makes me feel like this is not something that's only happened once. She yeah. definitely made it sound like, oh, everywhere I go, all the husbands. And again, good for you, hot mom. You're a single mom. You're probably like, I'm not a single mom. My wife does more than I do and I'm exhausted and haggard. So like, right. good for you, girl. Yes. So uh, again, caller, we need more. So uh, Laura, when, when call, a caller, please call again. And if you do, Laura, I, I will send you a DM. Yes. Like here. You know I'm going mean? to need, I'm going to need it all. You, yeah, absolutely. This, 
TBD here. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 okay. So um, we we're we're at our end. Uh, but so let's let's get to uh, uh, 17 February 7th, 7th. OK, I was going to say second. I'm glad I asked. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> so it's it's break it down again. It's basically like uh, you have a voice actor reading your actual diary from when you were 17 and there's yes. commentary from you. Yes. So, you know, it's it's a lot of kind of those big things that happened. There's prom, there's crushes, there's, you know, first love or, you know, failure at first love. There's mm. so I, I interview a lot of people from the journals, too. So it's like um, my sister's on it, my mom, because she would never talk Whoa. to me about sex as a kid. So we are talking about sex, you know, oh and God. like a, a boy that I had feelings for that I could never admit it. He wow. we have an episode where we did an interview. And so it's like I've reached out to, to people. And so we're that's, going for it. Yeah. Oh, God, that's awesome. That's an extra layer that I yes. love. It's, it's such so, a good layer. It's so cool because you're basically communing with your, with your, with your past life. Hundred percent. It's so yeah. Because I I think of her. You know, I talk about young Laura like she's because I'm not someone who speaks in the third person, but I talk about young Laura like she's this other person because she, you know your 17 year old self is this other person and yes. So I have I get to re, you know relive the good, the bad, the ugly, and have all these feelings for her and all this love for her, but also um, a lot of it is so cringy and. Or um, oh, you know? if it wasn't if it wasn't cringy, I I would say don't do the podcast. Yeah, right. Honestly, like the the cringe is you necessary. Have that. You have to have that. Absolutely. Um, is there anything else you would like to plug before <sighs> we wrap yeah. up? I am going. I'm going full throttle with with seventeen. So Great. please listen, awesome. review, tell all your friends, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll go from there. Okay. Great. Well, I am going to. Uh, uh, reach out, uh, just you and me to find out where your fitness studio is. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but, um, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast. Thank really... you for having me. This was so fun. Okay, good. As long as you had a good time, uh, Great time. uh you were, you were a perfect guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was a blast. Oh my God. Those calls are incredible. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, as always, if anything's on your mind, you should call in too. Yes. You, the number is three, two, three, seven, six, three, 0228. Again, 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.